Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. Oh, oh, hey, hey, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's Brother Sanders back in the building. And uh, I'm glad y'all enjoyed my tapes. I've, I've, been, I've, been, I've been working very hard in getting these tapes installed for you, making sure the blend is proper when I put together these records for you to enjoy. But guess what? I got another one for y'all. I got a beat tape made for you guys so y'all can check that out on the Magnificent Vibes podcast. Yes, 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 yes. Me and, 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 and my young fellas, Rodney and Ian, you know, I had to educate them on some old school tracks, you know what I mean? And so that they can uh, get their music library, you know, expounded upon. But hey, that's just another story for another day. It's me again. It's Brother Sanders. I got another beat tape for y'all. Y'all better appreciate, appreciate this beat tape because I put my all into it. I had to dig deep into my record collection. I got that exclusive record collection, you know. People with beads, you know, braids and beads. That's that's the type of music that I listen to. You know, artists with braids and beads and, and texturizers and jerry curls. See, if your music ain't got people that with, with that type of stuff in their hair, then it ain't good music. So just sit back, relax, enjoy another Brother Sanders beat tape. In the meantime, I'm about to make me some, some barbecue, so I'll holler at you guys later. That said, we live. Magnificent Vibes is back. We live. We're back we're here. Back. We're back. Yeah. What it do? What it do, baby? <laughs> Man, dude. Been a long I time. Thought, it's been a long time. Shouldn't have left you without a dope pod to step to. Yo, man, real ride. I was starting to think we got canceled, man. I was like, man, I knew I shouldn't have played that chronic <laughs> album intro on the last show. <laughs> <laughs> No man, no. We get canceled. I love that intro. That was a dope intro. I remember that. I, should, I knew I shouldn't. Have, I knew I shouldn't have made fun of people who it drink was milk with their dinner. <laughs> that was smooth, man. That was real smooth. I appreciated that. Uh, but yeah, we we back, man, and got a lot to, to catch up on. Uh, how you been doing during this quarantine, man, and all the looting and all that stuff. All we gotta. Uh, we got a stay out spot to come up in here, but go ahead, Ed. Oh man, I've been good. Like I said, man, just just maintaining, trying to keep up with the congregation, uh, keep up with these convention uh, sessions. <clears throat> um, everybody is uh, everybody that I talk to, man. We've been enjoying it. Like with the convention sessions, you know, you get it feels like you get so much more out of them because you can hit the pause button or the rewind button right. if you don't catch something. You don't gotta worry about going to the bathroom and missing a really good point because 
brother so-and-so saw you on your way to the bathroom and held you up for, for 10 minutes and you only talk to him when you see him at the conventions and it's like man get out my brother face man i'm not trying to brother sanders to you up man no i don't even be brother Sand. i wish it was brother sanders man it'd be, it'd be somebody who I, who I only see at the assemblies and conventions and it's like yeah man right. we're gonna we're we gonna link up and i'm gonna have this i'm gonna have the same conversation with you at the next assembly right right I mean, what you what you be on, man? For real? What they say for real? Like for real, man? No, man, you faking, man. I ain't gonna see you till next year, man. Right? right. <laughs> you ain't fooling me, man. Hey, let me let me get back to my seat, man. Yeah. We got Chris in the building. What up? What up, Chris? What up, What's man? going on? Not a lot of. Hi, father. What's 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 going on? I'm uh, I'm gonna try to uh, what's up? We, 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 you had a good uh meeting this weekend. Right. It was right. Like, <laughs> it was tight. It was good. Uh, it was, <laughs> a guy talked for a half hour, then we had a question and answer session after that. Real quick. How y'all Zoom talks been going, man? Like, are y'all getting some good speakers? It's been rough. We, we, we had a really good speaker today. Uh, he used to actually go to our congregation. And uh, at some point, I think he went to MTS school or, or his school for Christian couples with his wife. But he, he, gave a, he gave the best talk today that I've heard in a while. Um, but we get a lot of brothers where it's just like, it's just they chest and they belly giving a talk. We get brothers who are like clearly just reading a script, you know. Um, brothers who's like wives be having conversations in the background, like why they giving they talk. And it's yeah, it's it's been kind of rough. It's been kind of rough. So where, you, where where is this? Where are you pulling these people from? What is? How is this happening? I mean, it's 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 the talk coordinator. Uh, you know he. It's, yeah, it's the talk coordinator. Like, like it's been, it's been a lot easier to get talks, get people to give talks because it's like if you know someone who lives in another state, they no longer have to drive here to give a talk. They could just hook up over Zoom. So we've been having an easy time getting speakers, but it's getting quality speakers. That's the hard part. I mean, you know how that goes, Chris. You you, you reach out to a brother at a congregation, like, yeah, which one of your which of your speakers is really you know, really really good a good speaker? Oh, all of them. It's like really, it's like all no, of them. You gotta give them that speakers. price. You gotta give them that. I know. Price. I know. <laughs> nah, I had to give a brother that. I had to give a brother that. Uh, not too long ago, he was asking me about some brothers yeah, that give a talk. I don't believe. You gotta be honest with yourself. You gotta be honest about your people. So, so you got yeah. like I, I got. We only have five going out, and one. One or two aren't as good as the others, hypothetically speaking. And so you just tell them, like, one or two aren't as good. Like, and honestly, in, in our congregation, I don't think we have any bad speakers. But, you know, it's out of five. But one or two, you know, you have to give them a little more prep time. That's, that's always what I say. You just need a little more prep time. So if you want this brother, you know, let's schedule him a month out. And that'll give him time to work on his outline, and then you'll get a better talk. As opposed, to you have some brothers. It's like 
you tell them they gotta talk tomorrow and it's gonna be slamming, you know, so. Yeah, we got that. We we got about 11 that go out, but like, that actually like, but out of those 11 that you would actually invite back, we probably got like maybe five or six. And then, like, and I, I think I've said this to you all before, just people like to throw around, well, he's been on assembly, he's been on a convention. That doesn't always mean anything. No. No, um, no, no. Because there's criteria for that. So you can have a brother who is a good speaker, but he didn't meet certain criteria, so he wasn't given a certain talk. He may have delivered it better, but he doesn't, you know, you know, they have a checklist and everything, you know, must be this or must have to have done this or, the, you know, so a checklist. that criteria, not necessarily a checklist, but in the past, from what I've experienced, like, especially with on the uh, convention level, there are certain things that certain <coughs> qualifications there are for you to give certain talks. Yo, real quick, cultural or regional? A, a talk coordinator reaches out to another talk coordinator for speakers. That talk coordinator, in return, requests to get talks only from that other congregation's Kobe and secretary. Cultural or regional? I don't know if that's either. I've because of Zoom, that's either. you're able to get speakers from all over. I've had weird requests in both regional and cultural from all over. So it's hard for me to comment on that because I never had that assignment. But I've I've actually there's been times I've actually helped out our Kobe, not Kobe, but our talk coordinator by giving him some people, recommend some people that I know. But other than that, I I never heard that before. I've I've had um, I've encountered some people who just, they've had some interesting restrictions to the people that they want. Um, and I've even told them I was like, well, what if what if those particular brothers that you want aren't the best speakers, or what if somebody outside of that restriction is a good speaker? Well, that's that's the way they want it. So, I mean, one thing you are you, you're subject to the body, so. Uh, on some things, if they, if the body as a whole requests certain things or don't want certain things, you have to kind of acquiesce. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've been trying to concentrate on lately <clears throat> is um. Let let's see what outlines y'all got because we might have an issue with sisters in the hall feuding with each other. So if a particular brother has an outline about you know harboring resentment or, or forgiveness. Uh, then we're going to want to hear that outline, regardless of who's going to give it. You know what I mean? So we've been trying to concentrate more on that. In fact, that's what they told us in elder school to concentrate on. Like, what what are the needs of the congregation as opposed to who's the best speaker? Right. right. And, and then, I'll, you know, I mean, I, I didn't go to the school, but a lot of the, uh, the high-level fights were... Uh, given to me speakers not discriminating getting i mean getting the best speaker um and getting the subject matter you need covered but not necessarily discriminating because 
Uh, it could be it could be a sermon. He's a good speaker. He gives a particular order. So, you know, whoever's going to make your meeting a better meeting, get that brother. Right. Real quick, before we, before we move on, man. Cultural or regional? Old style. <laughs> regional. I'll let Ian answer that. That is regional. That is regional. Um, Illinois, Wisconsin gets down on old style. And Northwest oh, Indiana. God. You know what? I've had old style. <clears throat> I've had old style uh, up against Paps. I've had it against uh, um, uh, MGD. I've had it against uh, uh, Ham's Beer. Old style has a authentic maltiness to it that you want out of your beers. Like it, you don't get that kind of like corn syrup aftertaste on the back end. Like old style. Old style is a good beer. It's a good beer. So you lined up old style Paps and Hams and and MGD and MGD. So you are you serving old white guys? <laughs> hey man, no, I'm surveying me. <laughs> I'm surveying me, man. Like like I, I tend to compare stuff that's all around the same price range, like. Like how do I get the most bang for my buck? You know what I mean? Like, like if I'm going to spend twenty dollars on a bottle of liquor, like I want it to be the best twenty dollar bottle of liquor. You know, I agree. You know that I I, I can get. So, <laughs> but don't sleep on old style or PBR. You got real quick. The Wrigley Field specials. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Chicago's Come on. Come and get it. Come and get it. <laughs> real quick, man. Shout out, shout out to all these people, man, ordering literature that they don't need to, that they ain't never gonna crack open. Ordering all these hard copies of these, these textbooks and these bound volumes. Yo, last year, just to give you an idea of what I'm looking at here, last year we ordered four sets of bound volumes for the entire congregation. This year, I made an announcement to the group overseers See who wants bound volumes for next year. Shouldn't be that many people. Encourage your friends, as the branch has been doing for the past seven years, to access this stuff digitally. Tell me why one field service group requested 15 sets of bound volumes. 15. He only got 13 okay. people in the group. Hey, that's okay. When they start, when they start doing us like they do doing the friends in Russia. <laughs> they gonna be the first to go. Yeah, them bound volumes gonna give them away. It's gonna be dead giveaway. <laughs> Got bound volumes all over the place. Easy money. It's like, it's like, look, just because you can order it doesn't mean you should order it. For the past, I don't know, four or five months, everyone's been able to follow along on the meetings with a digital workbook. Okay, I don't get one request. When I say, hey, yeah, we got some workbooks in, now all of a sudden 40 people want workbooks. It's like, what What have y'all been doing for the past three or four months? Because clearly you were able to follow along and do something. So right. why is it this right. emergency now that now I have to go request all these workbooks, all this literature, 15 bow volumes in one, in, one, in one field service group. When last year we ordered four for the entire congregation. Something's wrong, man. 
somebody everyone's not cracking open these these, these books like that but shout out to them man and shout out <laughs> shout out shout out to all my fellow literature servants and service overseers that that have had to find a dumping spot for access excess literature I got a spot in Argyle Gardens. I dump all my all my excess literature in my bodies, you know, when I have to. So shout out, shout out to everybody who got a dump. You got a literature grave You got a literature you grave? what? Graveyard? You got a literature graveyard? I got I got a spot for I got a I got a graveyard for my literature. And then I got a graveyard for all the clowns I had to body. <laughs> oh man. Chris, you got any shout outs, man, before we get started? I have no comment. <laughs> no comment. Uh, <laughs> hey man, I I I actually uh, don't have a shout out, but I do have a a huge shout out to uh, the governing body, man, just for their hard work for getting these conventions together, man. It's been really nice, nice treat for us. Uh, a lot of people are, are raving about Nita and Jay, and you know, it's people are stalking them on the internet. But yeah, shout out to <laughs> yeah, shout out to Nita and Jay. <laughs> they get a huge shout out, man. They've been very entertaining over the last couple of weeks. Um, just watching yeah, the personality between the two. I I read a funny comment, man, on Instagram. One brother was like, <laughs> I saw. <laughs> When I saw uh, the way Nita folded her uh, napkin, I knew she wasn't the one for me. <laughs> like, what? What? <laughs> I'm like, what? What is a folding a napkin got to do anything with, with Nita? But hey, it is what it is. Yeah, bro, even Brother Sanders been tuned in to Nita and Jay, you know? Oh, Brother Sanders, man, he, he, he live, man, right? I mean, <laughs> He got that uh, he got that wood tray, you know, the wood folding trays that you eat off of. He right in the front, right in the front of the TV, man. Like, man, back up, brother Sanders. That's why you got, that's why you got glasses now, man. Like, <laughs> chill out. <laughs> chill brother out, Sanders man. was riveting. Oh, that all right, man. So, oh, and uh, shout out, real shout out to Brother Sanders for our our congregation picnic playlist that we dropped a few a couple months back, man. Shout out to all the people who tuned in and supported the congregation picnic playlist. We 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 dug through the crates of Brother Sanders' house and we decided to put a few cuts on the on the uh, on the podcast for the folks to enjoy. So, shout out to that. Also, Brother Sanders' beat tape coming soon. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, it was a hit, man. A lot of people got a lot of feedback from that. That cannot be say crazy. There's a brother Sanders. There's a brother Sanders in every congregation, man. Oh, yeah. Every congregation. Brother Sanders beat. Is everything going to sound like the Love Unlimited Orchestra? (laughs) It just might. It's all just gonna be. It's all just gonna be spinner samples. <laughs> just, just, uh, just, just edit out the uh, ladies in the background. You know, making noises. Yeah. Those love unlimited. Those get a little. <laughs> if you know what I mean. 
Yeah, so, <laughs> so Ian, real quick, before we get into our NBA, man, you had a couple of breakout room rules you wanted to spread. Oh, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. So those, for those who have, do, for the, 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 the congregation out there, out there that do breakout room sessions to discuss, you know, the convention, or, you know, do do field service or whatever. Um, I basically just got two, two rules, man. <clears throat> Uh, one is participation, man. Participation. Come ready to participate, man. I hate being in a in a in a breakout room. It's only six people on there, and I'm one of the six. So I'm looking at five screens, and like three of the five screens, you don't got your camera on, you don't got your mic on, you're not participating. So now it's on two other core sisters to have to keep the conversation going and the discussion going. It's like, man, come ready to participate, man. The, 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 breakout, the breakout rooms aren't mandatory. They are optional. So if you're not going to come and participate, just don't come. You know, you could have gave them three spots to three other friends who would have, you know, had their cameras and their mics on participating. So please, please participate, man. I, I hate having to lean on the same system to keep the conversation going. Um, <clears throat> also before you blow up on a brother uh for not calling on you check and make sure that your mic is on i had this one sister a couple weeks ago she she's kind of off man she 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 lit into me man in, in, in front of the group but it, it was it was cool man like like we had just went over the session about showing forgiveness so i'm like man i know this is off this is just what she do it's like you 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 you've really been christened as a brother in the congregation when this sister goes off on you. I, I so that should give you an idea how many brothers she's gone off on. And and that day it was just my turn. And like you know she did what most 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 immature Christians do. They don't like what one brother is doing, so they 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 call the Kobe up to tell on him. Like the Kobe's our daddy or something. Like he gonna whip us all in the shape. So um. She was trying to comment and say hello, but she had her mic off. So of course I wasn't hearing her, and I was letting other friends comment. When she finally got on, she got on with the Kobe, and uh, she just like went off on me. You know, I, I said, "Forget it, brother. Never gonna. I've been talking. No one's been saying anything back. You ain't called on me. You're letting other people talk." I, I'm like, sis, I, I, you didn't have your mic on. I'm sorry. I didn't know, but you know. Um, just make sure your mic is on. You know, where ain't no brothers trying to ignore nobody, man, or make no one feel bad. It's just, you know, you gotta learn the technology, man. Learn, learn when your mic is on and when it's off. But that was all I had. That was all I had. And people Wait, stop, notice. stop calling the Kobe when when you ask a brother for something and he don't give you the answer that you want. Stop calling the Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Like he gonna he gonna override what I just told you, like. I want some, uh, why, why we ain't got Daddy, can you? You know, you ain't got no dad machine. No, we ain't got no dad machine. Two hours later, I get a call from the Kobe. Hey, hey, man, uh, sister so-and-so wanted to know if, uh, you got your dad machine. So I just got off the phone with sister so-and-so two hours ago, and I told her no for the third time. Like, why is she calling you? So I'm gonna have to edit that so don't nobody out there get offended. Because <laughs> from the specifics of what I'm dropping right here. Very specific. Yes. 
Yes. I will say this though. I will say this. Let's you know, and I this ain't a breakout room thing, but for me, you know, I, I, friends need to just stop. Friends need to stop comparing what's going on at other Zoom meetings at other congregations and basically saying, "Oh, we're not doing it here. Why don't we do it this way here?" It's like uh, there's really no, you know, the branch didn't really come out with rules and regulations on how to use Zoom. So if that congregation do it a certain way, then be fine with what how we do it and just it, eventually we might end up doing it the way you would prefer to do the, the, the meetings, you know what I mean? So uh, the, the complaining about, you know, okay, what this congregation ain't doing and what this congregation is doing, with Zoom, let's cut that out, man. Like, yeah, every, every congregation is different. Yeah, every congregation is different. The 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 the, the um, demographic makeup is different. So some things that might fly at congregation A won't, won't fly at congregation B. It's just you know, different halls have different climates. You know what I mean? <clears throat> just like real life. Yeah, I, I even heard. Yeah, go ahead. What'd you say, Chris? Just like the way it normally is. I mean, Zoom meetings, this your meeting on video. So just like normal, you know, every meeting at every hall isn't exactly the same. Some congregations do things slightly differently. So Zoom is going to be slightly different from congregation to congregation. As long as you're following the guidelines that you're given, there's nothing else to complain about. With that said, with that being said, we're going to get into some NBA. Dope t-shirt, by the way. Thank you. I know yes. you're familiar with this t-shirt, um, Chris. Uh, yeah, the original download, of course. That's what ah, <laughs> I like that. Got <laughs> the cassette tape. So, yep. Yeah. Big time. Uh, uh, nice collection of shirts, Chris. Appreciate uh, you, you plugged me on, on this one. So, appreciate that. Yeah, but man, getting into this bubble, I just want to, um, uh, I don't know if you guys are aware of it, but the bubble awards just got announced yesterday. Uh, I was going to be like, oh, who you think should be the bubble MVP? Who you think should be the bubble coach of the year? They already had it uh, ready. So I'm going to just, you know, they only had like a couple of awards. Then they did like an all first team, all second team. So uh, Dame Lillard, Dame Dollar, he was the NBA bubble MVP, averaging 37 points a game. Booker came in second, and uh, I think Doncic came in third. And then uh, Coach uh, Williams of the Phoenix Suns was the coach of the bubble, uh, or the seeding coach, the club, whatever. That's why I wanted to be the Bulls coach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. before all of this, I, I like this boiling stuff happened. <laughs> that's, a, that's a that's a mailbag question coming up. Yeah. Uh, How many mailbags? Yeah. You got? Hey, man, I'm a man of the people, man. I'm the mayor, Roseland. The streets is always talking to me. The Roseland post office is working better than the federal post office. Hey, that's because I'm the mayor, Roseland. <laughs> You got you got someone who's a man of the people versus somebody who's not, you know. What can I say? <laughs> so I'm gonna rip off uh, the first team, the uh, NBA bubble first team. Uh, 
It was Damian Lillard, Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, James Harden, and TJ Warren. Any any objections to this first team top players? All right, check out the second team. Giannis, Kawhi Leonard, Christos Porzingis, Karis LeVert, and Michael Porter Jr. So what do y'all think? I haven't heard Anthony Davis's name. Anthony Davis. He started off hot, and then he kind of had a couple of dud games in the bubble. That probably might have affected him being one yeah he had a dud or two um the rest of those names were pretty consistent throughout the the couple weeks so glad to see michael porter jr there just me too i mean the nba is just riddled with bulls mistakes yeah, yeah he was he would take that's over michael porter jr Let's not turn uh, this into a bar packs episode, man. <laughs> like, please. Wendell, Wendell Carter Jr. Wendell Carter Jr. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Damian Lillard. Do y'all think he was deserving of the MVP? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, all these. Hey, Devin Booker, man. Shouts out to Devin Booker. Like, he was beasting and feasting in this tournament. But well, you know what? I think that I think the fact that the Suns went undefeated and still didn't make the playoffs, I think I think that kind of gives credence to the argument that like they just they brought back too many teams. It's like as 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 much as they won, they had still dug themselves in a hole deep enough where they couldn't really climb out of. And there was kind of really no need for them to come play in the bubble honestly like you know i i i, I like i got very how everyone came back and, and how they you know i do think they brought back too many teams and gave and just gave too many teams kind of like a false hope i don't think you needed to do 22 teams i think the wizards should have never got added like what happened was this? Cass was marking that um, game down. <laughs> that ninth spot. Hey, there were like yeah. four teams tied for that ninth spot. Right. <laughs> I, I and I get that. So like yeah. yeah, at the very least you're gonna have at the very least you're gonna have twenty teams. But like twenty two, I, I don't know. Because you're gonna have you're gonna have nine in the Eastern Conference and then what? Eleven in the West. Yeah, 11 in the West. Or maybe even 12 in the West. So maybe you go 12 West, 8 East. dropping off. You would have had to get rid of the Wizards, which would have just locked in the 8 in the Eastern Conference, which would have made the games irrelevant. I mean, you would have had seeding. It would have been irrelevant because you still had had to do seeding. And everybody kind of fell to the spot that they were going to be in, didn't they? Yeah, that is true. The Wizards eliminated themselves at the end of the day. So, you know. Yeah, and that's what I'm seeing, man. Like, like the East, man, they shouldn't even, they should have left the East, like, as is. Like, I, I if you're not, if you're only going to bring the Wizards back, like, <laughs> and they fell, I mean, they they fell below, like, two other teams that wasn't even playing. So, I, I just <laughs> feel like, man, Cash was rough. <laughs> Cash was, Cash was running. Man, they was looking at the oh, who we play tonight. Oh, we got the Wizards. Oh, that's a 
we could put our third string on that team, like. But without the team. without the Wizards, you don't get the Giannis headbutt. Ah, true, true. We didn't need that because that got him suspended for a game. Yeah, the, the game didn't matter though, so it was cool. I think I think Giannis felt like it was worth it. He, I think he thought about it like, eh, I'm gonna get suspended the next game. I might as well just go ahead head like this dude, man, because he out of control. Who is it? I didn't even know the dude's name. I ain't gonna bring him up on the podcast. But <laughs> Mo uh, Wagner? Yeah, I, huh? Moritz Wagner. Moritz Oh, well he uh Frank Frank Krasinski's uh cousin or something, little cousin, little nephew. He played at Michigan. Oh, okay. Well, shouts out to him. <laughs> but uh <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but yeah, what how how have you guys been feeling about the NBA bubble so far, man? Like what we'll, what's your what's your review of the bubble so far? I am surprised in the efficiency of it. But that's about to get tested. Because here comes people. And nothing ruins things more than human beings. (laughs) So now they're going to start allowing uh, specifically listed individuals from the players. They have what height and weight requirements or something like that, or uh, yeah, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, they're going to actually let a few fans in, right? Close close acquaintances to the players okay gotcha so you you have to you have to be you have to have had a relationship with the player so like you can't just be some some chick off the street but i mean for lou williams that's half of magic city that could be on that (laughs) list hey man y'all y'all leave lou will alone man he had a, he had a, he had a Dennis Rodman moment, man. Like, like what saves him though is that he's a likable guy. Like, if Russell Westbrook had pulled the same thing, like, man, we would've been like, man, screw this dude. Like, about to make everybody sick because he wanted to go to Magic City. But like, Lou Will has some good. He's he's got some good, you know, will built up with people. So, you know, hey, he's got good. It is what it is. I saw the pictures. <laughs> the wings were fire, man. <laughs> the wings were fire. <laughs> Is that all you saw? Was wings? That's all I saw, though. <laughs> Ain't trying to get fired. <laughs> but yeah. yeah so, I've been, so I've, been, I've, I've been pleasantly surprised by what I've seen with the NBA bubble. Like, I knew, I knew once they implemented this plan, everybody who was like, criticizing it and oh, oh my god like what's going to tune in and they were going to be pleased with the product that they eventually saw like the court looks great i love the, the clean look of the actual basketball court um it just it just works man it just works it, it's got kind of like an aau slash college feel to it um the, the 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 quality of play has been high like i thought i thought we were going to see a lot of like apathetic teams out there just kind of like eh. We in the bubble, it is what it is, but like Cass is out there. You mean the Pelicans? 
Yeah. Uh, I, I'm. What I'm. 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 I'm not even gonna get on. Let's not. Let's not waste time. But but I I love what I see. Um, you know, I, I, I think that like with players being able to put messages on the back of their jerseys, it's like you're also you're allowing an escape from from you're allowing a, a distraction from reality and the messed up climate of the world we live in. But you're also like you're also like, you know, still acknowledging the elephant in the room and allowing people to just kind of focus on the, on the game. And, um, you know, I, I love what I see, man. I love what I see. Um, and, and I just, uh, you know, I, it's certain people out there, like there's certain people out there who want to just see the world burn and they don't want to see nothing succeed. I think a lot of people were kind of like thinking that or, or more like rooting for like this NBA bubble idea to fail because, you know, look at what's going on with, with, with baseball. You know, you got entire teams testing positive for COVID-19, whereas the NBA, they paid attention to the science Imagine that, paying attention to the science of how this virus actually works, how it's, how it's uh, 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 contracted and, 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 you know, how it behaves. And they acted accordingly with this bubble idea. And they've been able to have a, a what looks like a decent, you know, resemblance of a postseason. So, um, you know, shout out to the NBA, man. Shout out to the NBA. I, I think, I think baseball is a mess right now and I think it's adorable that people think we're going to have a football season oh we're going to have a football season alright I mean we probably you will you know <laughs> you don't understand the but desperation it's, 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 of the NFL yeah yeah. No, I, about I, I, I hear you right people, I, I people could die on and, the and, field and, and they're going to hurdle them and play third down <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. There's, there's, there's a a cultural slash social slash political difference in like your typical. I'm gonna just say it, your typical basketball fan and your typical football fan. You know, there's a certain segment of the population that goes in for football, and there's a certain segment of the population that goes all in for basketball. And the segment of the population that goes in for football. I'm gonna just say it. They don't. They don't ha have the highest regard for science. They don't have the highest regard for you know uh, playing it safe. Um, you know the 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 quote unquote patriotic crowd. You know they tend to go more in for football. You know and and, and the, the type of people who insist on their rights. So those people they they you know they're gonna fill the stands at games. You know. Um, but you know, uh, you know the, bat, the what the NBA you know, is doing, I, is doing, I think, is good. I, I'm Magnus, just watching the news. How do they work? You said what? Magnets. How do they work? Uh, science, I guess. That's <laughs> no, it's a joke. It went over your head. It was an old. Um, who are the dudes in Detroit? Um, insane clown posse. They were kind of against science, and they oh, made this yeah. and they said magnets. How do they work? Back. <laughs> yeah, you did go back. Yeah, that totally went off my head. Oh, they still I, out there, the juggalos. 
I was watching the news and uh, MLS has been letting their letting fans into the stadiums to watch uh, soccer, but they have them sitting like six feet apart. In this country? On. Yes. I was shocked. I saw it Friday, actually right. Friday morning. Okay. Showed it on WGN. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay. I think they let like mm -hmm. 300 fans in, if I'm not mistaken. So, but yeah, I don't think that's gonna work. Mm -hmm. Hey, NBA, NBA wins again, man. Let's just, just, just point blank. They were the first ones to react to the COVID yes. virus by shutting down the season. They're the first to react for getting a solution to what they're gonna do with the season. And there were some pundits that were against the bubble, uh, the idea of the bubble. There were some players that felt like, you know, we should be fighting for, you know, civil unrest and, and things of that nature and not into the bubble. There were people that felt, hey, I got families that, you know, I have a family that has respiratory issues. I choose not to go to the bubble. Great. But at the end of the day, this was a all out success. And the games, like I, I agree with I agree with uh Ian in regards to games, the comp the level of competition, yeah. it's just it's more fast paced. The games are high scoring. Uh there are there no one is running away with 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 games. You know, it, it, you know, a team will go on a 10-0 run, and next thing you know, a team will go on a 15-0 run. You think he's you think they're gonna win, and then the next thing you know is another uh run. And just like Thanks I mean, perfect fitness, example was last yesterday. Export fitness. Yeah, it was just like uh, the Memphis Portland game yesterday. I mean, Portland jumped on top of them. Next thing you know, Memphis is up by what eight with like four minutes to go in the game or something like that. For a minute, you thought Memphis was gonna, you know, force another uh, game so that because <laughs> I think Memphis had to beat Portland twice, right? Yeah, to get that eight seed. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So it was looking like we're gonna be watching another Memphis. Portland showdown and you know Portland turned on the Jets that, that that man with a broken back CJ final final <laughs> I broke my back it's final <laughs> final <laughs> oh CJ McCullough and, and, and talking trash too talking trash to poor little John Moran this this dude can't guard me Loud and clear. You can you can hear. It. And that was another thing I like about the bubble. You can hear all that that trash talk. You know, crowds, man. Crowds are overrated, man. I want to hear the trash talk. I want to hear people snapping on the refs, man. <laughs> My man's was they was out there getting it. And Carmelo Anthony, dude. Like we we've seen some also some great headlines as far as stories. You know, watching Carmelo Anthony lose all that weight. And, and ball out in the bubble. We got players we ain't never heard of during the regular season coming out and balling. Um, I mean, you know, shouts out to Trent. Shouts out to, you know, uh, TJ Warren was balling during the season, but he wasn't balling like this. And, you know, it, it was just it was just nice. You know, what's y'all take real quick? What's y'all take on Bobo? Uh, great potential, man. They just gotta, they just gotta hone it. They gotta, you know, smooth out the rough edges. Get them some more playing time under some garbage squads. 
or against some garbage squads, you know, just real rat teams, you know what I mean? Like, trot him out then, you know, when the stakes ain't high. But from what I've seen, I, I, I see I see great potential in Bowl Bowl. I see the potential as well, but I'm going to disagree with you a little bit there. I think that if you get this dude some playoff experience and let him see how the game goes, uh, it could pay some dividends later on. A lot of people were worried about his his frame. Um, it looks like he has a pretty decent height to weight ratio now. I think he had to work on that a little bit. And then he was injured coming out of college, but, but he's not like his dad. His dad was like real thin, but he's got a, a yeah. solid height to weight ratio, um, decent speed, not super fast. As uh, I wish he was a little faster. But he more he knows how to more. use his height to make up for it. Yeah. Did you know? Did you know that Manute Bowl? They never really knew how old he really was, because like I guess, yeah, from the region of Africa he was from, his particular like tribe or ethnicity. It's like it's like any other country. You have disenfranchised ethnicities within a country, and if like. A child is born during like a, a period of civil war, civil unrest. It's like you can't you can't go to the downtown office and like get a birth certificate. You know what I mean? So like, and if he gets separated from the people who knew his birthday, it's even worse. So like, they never actually knew how old he was when he died, which is, or when he was even playing in the league. Like that's that's insane to me. Wow. Yeah, that, I I remember reading up on that. But yeah, I used to love watching Manu Bowl back in the day. I thought I, I was just amazed at I, I and I watched that game where he hit what eight threes or something. I remember watching that live on yeah, NBA on NBC, man. I think they were playing things with Golden State at the time. They were playing Phoenix. And he was just popping threes. And I was like, Manu Bowl can shoot? Okay. But uh but his his son, he got potential, man. I, I like him. Um, I think people were going a little bit too far with the whole praise of them when they were playing all those scrimmage games. I was like, all right, hey guys, slow down. <laughs> slow down, give him, I mean, he ain't playing real games yet. Let's not, you know, right. overboard with the Bobo love. But I, I, I agree, I, I see the potential in him. Uh, but overall, like man, I give this a nine. I, yeah, yeah, he's a second round pick. You know, he's gonna, he's he might be a late bloomer. We never know. We never know. But I give it a 9 out of 10, man. I give the whole bubble idea a 9 out of 10. The reason why I knocked off a point is because I, they they could have at least let some of these players let their barbers come into the bubble because, man, I don't know. I know they built that little barber shop in the bubble, but I don't think all the barbers, they didn't let a lot of barbers in to the bubble. They only got, like, a selected uh, bar, uh, barbers to cut there. And I think I'm telling. I was looking at some of the haircuts, man. I'm like, man, they must not trust them barbers in that barber shop, man. Because I see Damian Lillard, his haircut. Hey, he balling. Don't get me wrong, Damian's balling, man. But his haircut's been trash. That's <laughs> that's just me. I think a lot of it got to do with the fact that he ain't got his regular barber. So he dealing with the, the little, you know, personally made barber shop that's in the bubble with only like two barbers in there. Ronnie, always yeah. with the barber angles, man. We get it. <laughs> you a barber. Black haircuts, dude. We need to put LeBron Black James haircuts. barbershop oh. in the bubble. <laughs> Ronnie, 
Righty, man. He always got the barber angle, man. Like, Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. He, hey, put up, hey. he put up 61. He put up 61. But what's up with that line? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, hey, what's up with that line? Hey. Case in point. Case in point. Ta uh, what's his name? Uh, Jason Tate. Jason Tatum had that whack fro that he posted on Instagram. You know what I mean? Came out four or five points with that Bobby whack Loco? fro. Yeah. <laughs> Soon as he cut his hair, man, he 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 dropped what thirty or something like that. So, dude, hey, haircuts, good haircuts make a difference, man. Tatum got that haircut before he went to the bubble, sir. I I understand that. I didn't walk into the bubble with that. I didn't say Jason Tatum's. I didn't say Jason Tatum's haircut was dope. That's in the bubble. I was just saying the fact that he got his hair cut, you know, and and just got it got it done, make it look at least a little neat. Helped him get that 30, man. All these other guys, man, he's, you know, Paul George, you can tell, you can tell his barber wasn't there. He's like, man, I don't trust these dudes. He probably went in there. You know how I go. Y'all used to go to the barbershop, go in there, look at, he's trying to go to a new barbershop, and you're trying to figure out what barber is good. you like, man. This, this really eats it. I don't you know, know, man, I'll take an L. <laughs> I'll take an L. I'll take an L. I'll just, <laughs> I, I just look like a raggedy man for like a couple of weeks. That's what Paul George doing. Shout out to Jalen Rose. Hey, man. His barber practicing witchcraft. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. And, uh, and, and, and Jay getting that stuff sprayed too, man. He, he claimed he's not getting sprayed in, but he is. So uh, let's get into this. These, uh, I just wanted to get y'all thoughts on who's going to win these, these uh, regular season awards. Uh, before we uh, get into who we think going to get out this first round of the playoffs. Uh, pretty much, as far as the MVP race, I got Giannis, man. I think Giannis is going to win it. Uh, what y'all think? Giannis will and should win it. We kind of touched on this on, on the last day, I was Chris, but uh, I mean, it's not even up for discussion for me. Giannis. Yeah, Chris shaking his head. He agrees. Uh, agree. Most improved player. Yeah. I thought this was interesting because how in the world does Devonte Adams not get most improved player of the year nomination? Like how? I'm not familiar I, I, enough I, with I, him to, to to know who who did get it. Uh, so we have Bam out of bio, Luka Doncic, and. Brandon Ingram. Man, I'm, I'm kind of Graham Devontae Adams is wide receiver, sir. Am I, who, who, I know. I, I, I'm sorry. Thanks for the corrections. Uh, he plays for the Charlotte Hornets. I don't have my notes in front of me. But. Devontae oh, he Graham. plays for the Hornets? Devontae Graham. That's what I meant. Oh, he plays for the Hornets? No, get him out of here. Brandon Ingram, disrespect man. for Hornets here. Hey, Graham was balling, man. I just feel like Luka Doncic, man, the most improved player. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go there with it. Like he, he's gotten better, but I don't, I don't know if it's like most improved player better. Right, now, that's Brandon, what I'm saying. Like, like for me, a most improved player is a guy that's that was averaging two points one season, and then all of a sudden he averaging, you know, twenty four and ten. Not somebody was averaging, you know, 22, 22 points the year before, and then twenty three the next year. 
that's not most improved. Luca is in the most improved category because they were afraid to put him in the MVP category. That's true. I agree with that. That that's a possibility that why they, you know, why they did what they did. I, I mean, that but, that being said, that being said, I gotta go Brandon Ingram. So is, is Brandon is Bi? Who else? Brandon Ingram, Bam Adebayo, and. Uh, Luka Doncic. Well, Luka's gonna win it. Um, but Brandon Ingram probably should get it. I agree. Because Luka's unfairly, Luka's unfairly in the running. Right. Yeah, I think Brand, I think Brandon should get it, but I don't think he's gonna get it over Luka. Uh, Shouts out to Bam. Bam had a nice year. Coach oh, of the Bam's year. Bam's having a very good season. Oh yeah, Coach of the Year, Mike Bud, Billy Donovan, or Nick Nurse. I think I already know what end going with this one. You already know. Ninety-four Bulls, man, Nick Nurse. <laughs> Chris, who you got? But you know what? You know, well, oh, wait. Are we going? Are we going regular season or bubble awards? This is regular season. This is regular season. We already done with the bubble. This is for oh, the regular. Oh. These are all the regular season. Like these are all the regular season. This was chosen. These are people were already chosen. Real quick, Nick, uh, Dark Horse pick Nate McMillan. He didn't get nominated though. He's not in the Man, top three. That's a shame. Nate McMillan is very disrespected in the coaching industry. He's been disrespected for years. Yeah, Nick Nurse but, uh, should win the coach of the year. Um, Billy Donovan should never be listed as. I, I'm, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to go that far. Go ahead, when, Chris. When, go when ahead. Russell Westbrook leaves your team, you now have the chance to coach. So we're going to see what Billy Donovan does. Okay. You'd have to yeah, cater to Russell. To... <laughs> I, was, I was leaning towards. Billy Donovan, but since you said that, Chris, I'm going with Nick Nurse, man. I'm going Let me swear you. No, because I mean, I didn't have high expectations. knows I didn't have high ex- expectations for Toronto. Nobody had high expectations for Oklahoma, but like, I mean, they both did a great job of proving that the naysayers wrong. But I think with uh, I think with OKC, that had to do more with Chris Paul than than Billy, in my opinion. And Shay. Yeah. GA. Yeah. Yes. Also, Nick Nurse. Guess guess who he used to work for? Any, any guesses? Greg Popovich. Who used to work for? The Chicago Bulls. All right. Moving on to the next one. Let's not do this, Chris. I'll pretend like I didn't hear that. Defensive player of the year. Giannis. Anthony Davis or Rudy Gobert? Hey, man, I'm going Rudy Gobert. He shut down the season. <laughs> I'm going with Rudy Gobert. Man. That's that's hilarious. He shut down the season. <laughs> just just for that, man, I, I might have to agree with you. The most versatile <laughs> defender in history. He has great hands, man. I, I shut down seasons, of- B. <laughs> Giannis and Anthony can't say that. 
deep down inside my uh, my dislike for a particular Laker wants to have Giannis win this so he can say that he got the MVP and the DPOI in the same year like wouldn't that be awesome that'd be great that would that would be it would be be a slap it would be so let's go for that they're not gonna they're not gonna do that they're not gonna gonna he would he would deserve it he would deserve it but they're not gonna do that so here's who should win it Giannis should win it here's who's going to win it Anthony Davis I mean, I likely, that'll, that'll, that'll likely be the case, especially if Giannis wins at MVP. Yeah. I can't disagree with that. I mean, Anthony Davis, his defense is, is, is really good. I mean, Giannis, man, he's just – he has to be Mr. Everything for his team. So, I don't know, man. We're, we're, uh, so, uh, oh, sixth man of the year, Montrez Harrell, Dennis Schroeder, or Lou Williams. Of the year? Uh, this was, yeah, this is a tough one for me, man. I mean, two six-man candidates on one team really speaks to their depth. Um, I feel like this kind of... Somebody. No Derrick Rose? I feel no, like there's a six man out there that has not been named or nominated. There the NBA is taking smart. advantage of the NBA is taking advantage of the fact that we've forgotten the regular season. Oh yeah, they're just throwing names in a hat. And Derrick Rose was way better than Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, yeah, Dennis was yeah. Nice. yeah. I, I, I don't feel inclined to pick either one of these guys. Right. I mean, but somebody has to win, right? I'm going Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell. I'm gonna go Lou Williams just for the Lou Wings. And I and I think and I think the Lou Willville Wings are gonna work against him when the writers are voting. Most likely. Absolutely. So yeah, Montrez yeah. Harrell. Now watch is gonna be short. All right. What if they made what if they made what if they made the six man of the year award a plate of wings? Oh. In honor of Lou Williams. So right. It would be the Lou Williams six man of the year award. Right. And it'll be a, a plate of hot wings with a with a tassel on it. <laughs> Two tassels. <laughs> All right, now that we got the NBA awards out the way, let's get into our Magnificent Vibe Awards. These are, these are my favorite awards to give out. Uh, are we not going to do our, our playoff predictions? Oh, yeah, you know what? Let's do the playoff positions first, then we'll do the awards at the end. My bad, my bad. I'm jumping in. Good, good, good catch, Ian. Good <laughs> catch. So, so the seating is uh, all set. So... 
we just go through uh, the. We'll start off with the East first. Get them out the way because you Ian knows how I feel about the East. So we're gonna get Ronnie to the East first. Yeah, I ain't down what? with uh, real hip hop. I want. I want to hear that. He ain't down with that commercial stuff. He ain't down with. He ain't down with the East like I'm down with the East. <laughs> oh, man. You like that oh. West Coast stuff. <laughs> I like that West Coast, man, that E-40 stuff, man. I ain't down with that. <laughs> yeah, so, so we're going to get to it. Our playoff 2020 bracket. So, who you guys got for that first matchup? Milwaukee versus Orlando. Put it on wax. Milwaukee in a sweep. Milwaukee in a sweep. Sweet. What about you, Chris? Sweet. All right. Next up, Miami and Indiana. Be phenomenal, dude. Say it again. I'm waiting for Aaron Gordon to be phenomenal. Like we, this. Then you're waiting. Just throwing this out. You're waiting on Aaron Gordon to, to get out of Orlando. That's what you're waiting on. Exactly. Exactly. So this this is um just. Just setting this up, and I don't mean to hijack your podcast. Coming up with Stayos, this, this is just this just started in my mind. I have to come up with an all escape route team in the NBA. We have to come up with a stable players that we have to get out of their current team situation. And I guarantee you, Aaron Gordon is going to be on. That. You're going by position. All escape team. We got to get them out. We, they got. They got to go. Put them on. We can put them on a super soccer jersey. Let me ask y'all a question though, man. And, and, and Chris, don't take offense to the, Don't take offense to this next question, man. But is Aaron Gordon really that good? I, I just never. I have not been sold on him, man. He's 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 athletically gifted. He just he just needs somebody to kind of hone hone his skills and accentuate the good and minimize the bad. That's that's what he needs. And he's and he's experienced. Experience. Yeah, and he need he needs to be in a winning situation, and he needs he needs a good guard to run with. Him. I mean, say what you will about the yeah. East. I mean, it is what it is, but I mean, he is getting them to the playoffs two years in a row now. Yeah, he has. I mean, can't argue with that. He, yeah, you can't argue with that. You can't argue with that. I mean, they got Vooch, but. <laughs> what? <laughs> what Barkley's, what Shaq say? Defense, shmi, shmi fence. Vucevic, Smucevic. Bitch, Smucevic. He's. I. I never was a fan of Vucevic, man. He's like a. He's so boring to watch. It's like watching a robotic brother give a talk. It's just like like. It's like one of those talks. She's like, oh, the information's good, man. You know, I'll just take i just listen to it for the information. Now, I, I'm just watching Orlando Magic because I like watching basketball. That's it. I'm, 
Vucevic. I'm watching another overrated white boy. Like, that's what it is. <laughs> it's not overrated. Next matchup. He's not overrated. Next matchup. <laughs> he's, he's not <laughs> great. Next matchup. We, uh, Indiana, Indiana, the Pacers, the the home state of Chris versus the Miami Heat. <laughs> Who do you got? Don't don't you do that? <laughs> yeah, that's that's your neck of the woods now, Chris. Um, man, I got Pacers in seven. Oh, you got Pacers for the upset. Or are they the Is it favorite? an upset? Is is that really an upset? I don't know, man. Like, 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 like uh, Orlando beating Orlando beating Milwaukee—that would be an upset. But would that really be an upset? The Pacers beating the Heat? Well, no, not a four and a five. That wouldn't be an upset. But you know, if you're doing the whole, if you're betting, um, you know, the Pacers. I don't know who. Uh, I haven't seen the uh, the line on that, but usually the lower seed is the Pacers. The the Pacers are the fifth seed, right? Pacers are the fourth. Pacers, Pacers are, the, are the fourth. Also, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. So technically, technically, if Miami wins, it will be the upset since Miami does lower seeded team. I think if either but, one wins, it's not going to be an upset. I, I think they're pretty evenly matched. With that said, I'm going Miami in six. This With disrespect. Pains, this pains me deeply because we all know how I feel about Jimmy Butler. He's the best player on the first round out. <sighs> Miami in seven. Miami in seven. Can't stop the profit. That's all I got to say. He's got a lot, and and trust me, Ian. If you are correct, no one will no one will dance a uh, West Coast Crip walk faster than myself. Hey, Rodney, I was correct. I was correct on how many games the Bulls will win this year. I predicted twenty two games. They won twenty two games. Did you also predict the coronavirus? I didn't know. I did not know about the coronavirus up to, uh, 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 outbreak, but I will say this. The Honorable Dr. Shabazz said these things will come to pass, and they have come to pass. <laughs> they won exactly the Bible same amount of games. The Shabazz uh, Bible coming soon. Oh, yeah. Shabazz Speaks. It's a new segment. But let's move on to the next matchup. All right. The next matchup, we got the Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia 76 is Boston and five. Same here. Boston in five. Toronto Raptors and the Brooklyn Nets. I got Toronto in a sweep. I, I got I got Raptors in a sweep. Toronto in six. Hmm. So you're giving Brooklyn two games. Karis Levert is gonna Karis go off on a couple of that dude, I... <laughs> he was balling. What do y'all? What do y'all think he's playing for? That reminds me of a question. What do y'all think Karis Levert is playing for? A spot 
on another team next year or a spot on this team next year? Kyrie likes him. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going in. Kyrie, when Kyrie was listing all the players worth keeping, he added Karis LeVert. He did. But do you think Karis LeVert wants to stay there? I think he does. You got that dog coming next season, so he would be stupid not to want to stay there. I mean, where else would he? I, I mean, mean but I mean, he. I mean, that's true. A lot of teams would want would love to have Karis LeVert. I would but, love to have Karis LeVert on the Bulls. Like if 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 somebody willing to toss that paper out, of course Karis LeVert is leaving. But yeah. All things equal. He's, he's, he's playing for a contract. He, he's playing for a contract elsewhere. Is my is my is my suspicion. They're all playing the way he's balling now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. But I think he's right, really so. trying to separate himself. So that's let's on wax. West. We're putting that on wax. SOS. We're putting that on wax. Now let's get to the West Coast. The West Coast. Lakers, Portland, the matchup I've been wanting. Do we got an upset? No. You ready for this? Go ahead, Portland. Chris. Portland, six. I got Lakers in six. I think Portland will make it interesting. I think they'll win a, a couple of games, and I think all the games are going to be tight. But I'm not ready to go there. I'm not ready to go there. Um, Dame, as much as he's been balling, and, you know, Nurkic is back. <sighs> CJ's playing on a, on a fractured back. It's like, they're, they're kind of like the feel-good team. And I think, I think what they've accomplished is going to be their one accomplishment this year. They, they fought and clawed their way back into a playoff spot. And and that'd be that. You know, first round out. Um, that's just my first. I got the Trailblazers in seven. I got I'm the, the only one picking the Lakers? Is that... Is that, is that I don't, I don't Lakers, think the Lakers man. match up well with them. That is true. I think Portland that's matches up better with the Lakers than the Lakers it. do with Portland. That is true, but come on, y'all. We know how these things go. LeBron's going to wake up by game three, game four, you know, and, and go and go ballistic. We're going to see a couple of forty-point games from AD, and and that'd be that. And, and and oh, and by the way, the zebras are going to call the game a certain kind of way, so especially those close ones. It's like we all know this is going to happen. I'm surprised I'm the only one picking the Lakers. Is is are we in Bizarro world right now? Like. White's no. going to foul out in the first half of one of these games. <laughs> yeah. I will say this. Uh, you know, I have to go a couple of years back, but uh, Nurkic got kind of outplayed by Anthony Davis when Anthony Davis was in with the Pelicans when they swept the Blazers in the first round. I don't like that matchup for Nurkic. So I think if the Lakers win this series, Anthony Davis has got to be unstoppable. Like he's got, he can't have no dud games. I don't, I don't want to yeah. see dud games from Anthony Davis. 
I think Anthony Davis has to win this. It's about expectations, man. Like for the Lakers, their expectation is championship or bust. For the Blazers, it's like they're just they're just fighting for respectability, and I think they got that by clawing their way into a playoff spot. Like like you know, four months ago. You know, if you would say, okay, which team has higher expectations this year, the Blazers or the Lakers? Unquestionably, it would have been the Lakers. So, I don't, I just don't know don't why. Don't let the Lakers people... hear that. <laughs> well, they don't, they know that. They know that. But, like, I don't, I just, you know, I, I, I get it. Portland does look impressive, but I'm just not ready to go there with, with picking them in a seven game series against the Lakers. It's just, I'm just not. I, I will say this, the Lakers are going to miss Avery Bradley throughout these if they get past no, they're if not. they get past it, it, I think they're gonna miss throw out the, the worst players on the Lakers that are sitting out and be like, they they gonna miss them. Like, no, they're not. They got AD and LeBron. They're not gonna miss Avery Bradley or Rajon Rondo. Like like when you look at the plus minuses when those dudes are on the court, That's like crazy. it's 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 like my it's like night and day, man. They have enough. Maybe like, Bradley would have been the guy they put on Lillard. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. But you could put Caruso on. Caruso. You could put me on. Caruso's trash. I hope he's up for a nomination, Ian. Either he might be Caruso he might or, be. or Chris. Um, <laughs> Lillard scoring forty-five. <laughs> They put Caruso on that man. Lillard is guaranteed to have a 50-point game in that series. Guaranteed. Lakers, Dallas. I mean, Clippers, Dallas. I'm sorry. I'm messing up here. Clippers, Dallas. We got. I hate that this happened this way. I me too. I, I'll be the. I'll go first. I, I'm going Clippers in six. Same. I'm going Clippers. Yeah, I'm going Clippers in six. Yeah, I, I just think uh, that's just a bad matchup for, for Dallas. Denver and Utah. Denver and five. Denver and Denver and seven. Denver. This Denver and Mike Conley just left the team. He did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got the alert. He he's ha- uh, got a baby on the way, so he's gonna miss what the first probably two games, right? That might not necessarily mean nothing, man. As garbage as he's been playing, he's uh, been trash for you. I'm sticking. I'm sticking with Denver in seven. The Jazz got a lot of fight in them. They're a team that a lot of people have written off, and. And, and and but in the Nuggets, man, they they be struggle city in them in these first rounds, man. Teams be giving them problems in these first rounds. So, yeah, San Antonio I'm, I'm, took them seven last year. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna still pick Denver, but I'm I'm gonna say Denver in seven. I got Denver in six. I think Utah get two. I think I think Spider get them two games, um, possibly three, but. Uh, I just think Denver is deeper. I think their depth is going to affect this series because Utah don't really losing Bogdanovich is going to hurt them too because um, he was one of the, that's that's some more scoring right there. So 
in a series, a series we all been waiting for, which is, I don't know, I'm a little disappointed with the fact that Russ, Russ is not going to be playing the first few games. And they're putting a big quotation mark on the few. I don't know, man. I'm going to just say it. I'm going to just come out and say it. I don't think Russ is going to play in this series. He might not. He might not. I got OKC in seven. Same here. Okay. I agree. I agree with both of y'all. I think OKC will uh, win in seven. Now what's wrong with Russ again? What did he hurt? It's quad. 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 Yeah. That could get tricky. Very. So, I, I think... Um, if they, it, it all depends, man. If if Russ if Russ does return for this series, it's it's kind of bad because it's like now nah, he they got to get. I mean, they used to playing with him, so. But I just think OKC is gonna gonna pull it off. Even before that, I had OKC. Even before the whole Wesley Westbrook thing, so. I just can you imagine if they were still playing in like in like the team cities. Like how electric that would be, like Russ coming back to OKC if he wasn't injured, like oh, that would be that would be crazy. That's one series I wish there there was an actual crowd, actual crowds involved because I would have loved to see that. I would have loved to see that. But that's it. That's our uh, picks for the first round. We won't get to the second round until it starts, but yeah. I like the picks, and then uh, we're gonna make our transition on to our to our MVP awards. The worst of the worst, uh, the worst of the years. Got. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to one of these nominations. Uh, and I asked Ian to, to 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 come up with candidates for this one. I'm I'm very curious to hear what he has under that pen of his, but. We'll start off with the Worst Player of the Year award. Here are the nominees. Cody Zeller, Terrence Ferguson, and Cristiano Felicio. Who you got? <laughs> Chris is going nuts. <laughs> bad. This is so bad. But These dudes are so hey, terrible. Got, somebody's got to win it. Somebody's got to win it this year. Oh, goodness. Worst player of the year award. Um, I I was a uh, witness to the epic battle between Cody Zelda and Cristiano Felicio. Um, and <laughs> in an in an early season Bulls Hornets tangle. Uh, <laughs> Felicio is the worst dude I've ever seen in my life. Gooby, Gooby Felicio. Gooby for the win. This is like this is like comparing an empty Twinkie box to an empty Ho Ho box. It's like they both trash. Uh, whatever. I'll go with Felicio. I go with Felicio too, man. I'm going with Felicio on this one. Uh, bust of the year. Rookies who did not do so well this year. Here are the nominees. R.J. Barrett, 
Jerry Culver and Jordan Poole of the Golden State Warriors. Who you got? I mean, this this category is always tough for me because, like, you, you know me, Rodney. Like, I, 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 for a rookie's name to be in my mouth, they got to be like a, a John Moran or a Zion Williamson. So I really don't pay attention to the busts. It's, it, they're just very hard to keep up with for myself. So I, I, I will yield. I will recuse myself and yield to Chris. Yield my time. <laughs> I'm reclaiming my time. Are those the only uh, choices I have? Yes, you only got three choices, man. It was a lot of bad rookies, but the, the, this this class right here, it didn't live up to expectations. At least one of them didn't. You know what? That I'm sorry, Rodney. Good. I'm sorry, Rodney. You forgot somebody with the last category for worst player. Go ahead. Can I, I submit a, Can I submit a late entry? Because I was. It was just brought to my attention. This person's still in the league. Cam Newton for worst player of the year. Cam Newton. Oh, campaign. Yeah. Campaign. I'm sorry, campaign. Oh, oh Cameron Payne. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, Cameron Payne is. Oh man, you took me back to some really bad basketball with that one. Shout out! Right. Shout out to Jordan, man. Campaign really is still bad. Being That's a really, really bad basketball, man. At least, at least Felicio looks physically imposing when he's on the court. That's Campaign, you don't get none of that with him. Campaign looks like uh, he was on the junkyard gang. <laughs> yeah, I hear like yeah, I hear like Donald from uh, I Sat Albert. <laughs> After the game, he wear a corduroy blazer. I would be playing basketball, but. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all. Oh. I got to step away real quick to help out with this delivery that just came. Y'all don't got to pause right, cool. it for me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll rewind when you come back. But up next, we got the J.R. Smith Award. Do we do the rookies? So the rookies were who? Oh, oh, the rookies. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Rookies with R.J. Barrett, Jared Culver from the Minnesota Timberwolves, and Jordan Poole from the Golden State Warriors. I'm a Golden State fan, and on top of that, Jordan Poole was like the 29th pick, so I mean, we can't. I don't know what, what we expect from him. Um, it started a lot of games, though. There's a lot of people who are bums that started a lot of games for the Warriors. It's, it's all according to the plan, my friend. So that leaves Jared Culver and RJ Barrett. Jared Culver had a few good games. He's shown some versatility. I think going forward, he will improve uh, vastly as a player, but he'll be my pick. RJ Barrett, RJ Barrett isn't, he didn't make the splash we expected him to, but he still wasn't like a bum. RJ Barrett still gave you like 15 points a game. So. Yeah, Jericho. A couple of good games against the Bulls too. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna I'm go. I'm gonna go Jerry Culver. Yeah, I mean anybody I do, but Jerry Culver gets my vote as well. Yeah. So, yeah, you back with us? Yes, yes. Oh, just in time for Hennessy. 
<laughs> just in time for some Hennessy, man. Yep. The J.R. Smith Award. We got our nominees. And Ian, feel free to plug in a nominee that you can think of off the top of the head. Uh, Chris, feel free to do so too. But here are my three. Tobias Harris, Harrison Barnes, and Julius Randle. Now, I know exactly where I'm going with this. The J.R. Smith Award, a, a, a factor is how much money the players make. Julius Randle is making how much? I know what yeah. Tobias well, is making. If money is the factor, Tobias has the biggest contract out of all three of them. But they're still a playoff team. Yeah. It was, it was, you said Julius Randle, Tobias, and JR, yeah, JR Smith did stay on playoff teams. That, that is true. Okay. It was Tobias, Julius, and who else? And uh, Harrison Barnes. I'm, I'm going Harrison Barnes. I saw him on the court the other day. He looked like he got kidnapped by white people from Get Out. And, uh, you know, he looked, he looked, he looked sloppy, man. He looked, he looked disheveled, you know. Um, his attire wasn't proper, son. You know, uh, it's like, you, you're making that house. You're making all that money and you look like you got the curse of the raggedy man. And you on a team that just got eliminated. Like he was clearly, he was clearly like the the the, the experienced linchpin that they were trying to build the team around. Um, I'm going Harrison Barnes, man. I I, I man, who you got, Chris? You look like a dust head, man. You look like a dust head. Like none of these dudes, in my opinion, fit the J.R. Smith mold. I mean, Julius more than anybody, but still, he's he just kind of has the look, but he's not. He's, that's not Julius. Um, See, Julius Randle never gave us a really good year. He did, did he ever give us like a good half of a season? Oh yeah, did he? Yeah, Julius had a nice season. That's how he was able to get that contract with the Pelicans. Yeah, Julius Randle was dope he was last year. he was balling. And that's what made the Knicks pay him. Okay. I'm going Julius Randle. Well, I'm going to go Harrison Barnes because of the lack of bang for your buck. He got $85 million for four years. Was that Julius? No. Oh, Harrison, Harrison Barnes. And I'm not totally upset with... with Julius per se too because he was the first power forward to sign. I'm sure he didn't know that the Knicks were gonna sign twelve other power forwards. <laughs> Todd Gibson. Right. It's like all of these dudes play my spot. Charles Oakley. <laughs> Charles Oakley. <laughs> Boys Grant. They went out and got Blake yeah. Griffin. <laughs> Dennis Rodman coming off the bench. 
the Knicks feel that. <laughs> I mean, that's how the Knicks came into the season. Like, hey man, we gonna win with that. Like, like, like the Rockets was like, man, we gonna win with all you know guards and forwards. Knicks was like, man, screw this. We not, we 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 ain't gonna get Zion. Okay, we just gonna win with all power forwards. We just gonna beat everybody up all season. We'll, we'll meet y'all 90 feet though. We're not gonna run back and forth. <laughs> he said Dennis Robin. <laughs> I like powdered donuts. <laughs> I wanna feel that. <laughs> I wanna put my tongue on a right. 9-volt battery. <laughs> Alright, next award, that. Lord Jamar Award. The Lord Jamar Award. <laughs> who, who we got in? This was very this 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 was put together very haphazard, man. Lord Jamar Ward, cool. for those who know, know. Um, I got a few, I got a few uh uh nominees, man. People with a certain persuasion that get overhyped and they not all that. Um I got Gordon Hayward. Um another one where you just aren't getting a lot of bang for your buck with him. I got Guess who? Chandler Parsons. This award's almost was almost named after him. He's still getting a check. Yeah. I have I have Vucevic, but I feel I'm being a little unfair to Vucevic. I also have Cody Zeller and I also have Lori Marcan. I am very glad you finally took Lauren Drive to show this. You know what? I forgot him. <laughs> I didn't take him off. I forgot him. Dragic's been balling though a little bit. Let's let's add him on. Dragic has always been balling. And Tyler Dragic can uh, play, man. The dude I never put Miami. him on that Steve Nash pedestal. The dude from Miami Hero, his name's gonna be on here next year. <laughs> what about Caruso, man? Eh, Caruso, dude. Caruso's plus minus when he's on the court with, with LeBron James is like plus twenty three, like. He, he's pretty valuable to them, man. He's pretty valuable to them. His plus minus is higher than when it's Anthony Davis on the court. Tyler Hero thinks he's black. He does? He think he's logic? <laughs> well, logic knows he's black. That's why he keeps telling us. I don't like that so when you got to remind us your skin color. And for me, if you got to constantly remind me that you're black, you're not black. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Logic. But anyway, that's another topic on Ian's podcast, Vibes and Stuff. Let's <laughs> talk <laughs> about Tyler Hero. So you, when, it, when self, did he say that? self-affirmation by proclamation. That's all. Oh. Yep, that's what it is. Um... I refuse to go with Goran Dragic. Dragic has been a stable point guard in this league for, for years. Um, Laurie Markkinen has a terrible head coach who doesn't know how to use him or any other basketball player for that matter. I'm glad that's over. Um, who are the other people? Do you, you have both Vuce Zellers? No, just Cody Zeller. I have Vucevic. Let's just merge them. Let's make them one Zeller. All right, we got the Zellers. <laughs> We got the we got the Zellers, we got Vucevic, we got Gordon Hayward, and we got Ch uh, also Chandler Parsons and Lori Marcan. Oh well, Chandler Parsons. Chandler Parsons didn't he just get in a car accident not too long ago? Did he? They say he might not play again. 
That's, oh, that's wow. low hanging fruit. That. That's too easy. I mean, honestly, I didn't even know he was on somebody's roster. But since he's on that list, I'm going to go with Chandler Parsons. At least, at least the Zellers are playing. I mean, Chandler yeah, Parsons is that dude you trade to, like, make the salaries match. Right. Bingo. Bingo. And he was good, man. I, yeah. It just had that. Was he good, though? Was he good? He had that year. So he was the white J.R. Smith. We, oh, so we should have put him in the J.R. Smith category. No, no. Well, he's going in the Lord Jamar category. <laughs> like, like, I'm just saying he's the white J.R. Smith. He's he's kind of like the golden standard for white J.R.s. But, yeah, yeah, Chandler Parsons. I, I, I do not disagree with this. I do not disagree with this. It's like, it was just like all of a sudden, too. Like, I think they gave him his own shoe and everything. Like, I'm like, where, where is this coming from? You know, they're using him to recruit other players onto the team and, For a second, I thought Porzingis was going to land in this category, but he, he seems to be shaping up. Yeah. Yeah, he had a decent uh, he had a decent show out in the bubble. This makes me miss Tyler so, Hansborough. Tyler. You know who else I thought, I forgot, was in the league? Uh, Ray, uh, what's that new name? Allen Grayson? Grayson Allen or something like that? Grayson Allen? Grayson Allen? Um, from uh, Memphis, I'm like he's still in that bomb is still in the league. I have a friend of Another mine who thought he was going to be better than Luka Doncic because he was more athletic. Okay, I, I I I wasn't impressed with him at Duke. I'm sorry, I just wasn't. I thought I, I felt like he was trying too hard to be a Christian Leitner in Duke, and Thank you. but he wasn't. You know, no. Good enough. Uh, <laughs> all right. So getting down to our last few awards. And these are just, uh, you know, for those who are familiar with the show, we always have our, you know, awards that we give out every show. This one in particular is for the whole entire year. We got the Cuddy Award, the You Played Yourself Award, the oh, Lifetime Supply. For the whole year? Well, we don't have to go the whole year. You can go. I already got a whole year thing, but if you got some latest ones, that's fine with me. But well, you know what? The of the year, I wasn't uh, prepared to I got, do it for the year. Let's let's put that on. Can we put that on ice for the next show? Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Because I, I I got no. I've been enjoying the NBA bubble so much. I only have one award, and that's the Essence Award. So what's, I didn't even I didn't even the, get a chance to do. So what's your other, Essence or Otis Award? Um, this is the oldest word. It's the MLB and the NFL. Ain't no one trying to see y'all right now, man. Get y'all stuff together. You got the Astros running around undisciplined, fighting with other teams. You got the Marlins, the whole squad coming down with coronavirus. It's like, get y'all stuff together, man. Ain't nobody trying to watch y'all. And I ain't trying to watch no, no NFL when they come back either. Listen to the science, man. Do a, do a bubble or something. You can do... You can do multiple bubbles in multiple spots, you know, like just have just have different cities and organizations lobby like, hey, we want to be a bubble team this year. You know, you, you, you have you just do one for each NFL division. Yeah, because because real talk, that's 
that's what the NBA is going. You gonna have you? They talking about having four bubbles for the Eastern Conference, four bubbles for the Western Conference, and shortening the season. Real quick question: Do you guys like the play-in for the future? I, I don't. I don't. In fact, that was one of my mailbag questions. I don't because whatever team gets the AFC, they got the AFC. They they earn their spot. Like they shouldn't be forced to play a, beat another team two more times to get get something that they already earned. So I, I'm not really a fan of that plan thing. Yeah, I think the plan only works this year because you have just uneven records at the end of the year. So. You know, every team didn't have the opportunity to play the same amount of games, so it works this year. But when you're talking about an ideal situation where everybody's playing the same amount of games, you know, if you have a tie, like, if you want to incorporate a playing game, like, if you have a tie, then don't don't use tiebreaker records and stuff like that for those last two spots. Then you can have your playing game. But just off off general, a, a team is established as an eight. Whereas a team establishes a nine, no, they gets in. That's what the season is for. Yeah, I never agree with how baseball does it with the whole, you know, play-in format. Sometimes with the, you know, and, and I don't even like the, I don't even like the wild card format for baseball, where it's like one game, and then you know, whoever wins that wild card game goes to the NLDS or the ALDS. I, you know, it's like you pay 160 something games and your whole season is determined by one game at the end. So uh, with ba- with basketball, I don't want to see that. I, I just, I would rather see, stick to how they've been doing it. Just do the whole bubble, you know, with the four cities and, and do another season and call it the day. Uh, I mean, it was it was nice. It was nice to see Portland and, and Memphis, but like, who knows? How's that going to guarantee a good matchup the following year? You know, so uh, I don't agree with that. But with that said, I do have a is a shame award, and this is a is a shame award. This this one is I'm, I'm kind of sad to give out, but at the same time, hey, it is what it is. It's a shame what happened to the San Antonio Spurs. Twenty two years. Making the playoffs every every year, and hey, they'll be back. Gonna be watching the playoffs. But no, no San Antonio Spurs. They'll be back. They played hard in the bubble too, man. They didn't just lay down, but uh, yeah. they lost a couple of uh, games early. But the issue going forward, man, though, is is and I have much belief in them as an organization, especially Pop. Pop is the uh, current goat of coaches, um, but that West does not look like it's going to get any easier in the next few years. Um, you're talking about if Zion maxes out, even even on the potentially short career arc he may have due to his injury history and size, even if he maxes out a couple of years, you're going to have the Pelicans hovering around the bottom half of the playoffs because um, they got other young talents there, you know. You're talking about Memphis, who just missed out. They're going to be there. You're talking about Phoenix, who just missed out. They're going to be there. So the Spurs are going to have a, a dogfight on their hands for the next few years. The only thing I can see, maybe Portland, because Portland has a lot of older pieces falling back a little bit. But there's going to be a dogfight out west, man. 
don't forget that team in the Bay. Yeah, and they're coming be back. Yeah, they're, they're gonna be back. back. So that's gonna knock somebody out. And reload it next year with the top pick. Yeah. So well, let's see how that 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 goes. Uh, also, I I got a I got a uh, <laughs> I got a Otis Award, man. And mine goes to Jim Boylan. Nobody come to see you. Peace out. Ain't nobody going. No rest in pieces coming from here. Just, just, just leave, man. Just leave. Chuck <laughs> Beaches can bounce. Yeah, say just, just leave. Nobody. It's <laughs> gone, man. Nobody don't want to see you. Uh, real quick before we end the show, what y'all been bumping? Uh, I'm still in a page out of vibes and stuff. I've been, uh, man, dude. I've been on my mad lib kick lately, man. Um, you probably think I, I I be smoking mad weed on all the mad lib, but I I've been bumping. But um, I saw a real interesting mini documentary on YouTube talking about breaking down the Quasimodo album. So uh, the first one, the unseen. So I, I've been bumping that. I've been bumping uh, mad lib uh, movie scenes volumes one and two. Um, and I've been bumping uh, Lupac, uh Sound Pieces, the Antidote album. I forgot how dope that album was, man. Like it's just, oh, it's man. just banger after banger. Uh, Twenty four tracks. It's like, and they're all good songs. Like all good. Um, yeah, yeah. So I've been, yeah. Bumping, yeah. I've been bumping that, and I've been bumping um, what else? Uh, a little bit of Sam Cooke. A little bit of Sam Cooke. Nice. Nice. Or find the So I have not selected a particular album to bump. I've been in a genre. I've been uh, in on and on a certain artist. So I've been on like a soulful house kick. Um, specifically, Black Coffee. He's a producer out of South Africa. Uh, and he's blowing up a little bit. He's working with some some more mainstream artists, stateside too. But um, that's what I've been on my my soul house kick, uh, Afro beats type stuff. I'm trying to get my um, trying to get my DJ creds up, man. <laughs> nice, heard that, man. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I actually been. Uh, I've been on this unsung kick lately, man. I've been watching, I've kind of been binge watching unsung on my time, on my downtime, man. You know, just catching up on some old artists that I might not have uh, listened to their whole discography yet. Uh, Patrice uh, Russian is one of them. I was listening, I've been, I've been uh, I actually went back and listened yeah. to her jazz albums because I didn't even know she was, did jazz prior to like a lot of her hit, like commercial records. And they're really good, man. Like I was blown away, man. I didn't realize that uh, she was doing jazz before she actually went uh, into the singing. But uh, I was listening to that and some old uh, Stevie Wonder, uh, the Musicquarian album. I kind of went back and listened to that. Um, that's been a, a real good album. And then uh, Blue and Exile, man, has been, oh my God, dude. You talk about you talk about a breath of fresh air of a, a hip hop album. That yeah. Check it out, man. Uh, Chris, whenever you get a chance, it I will warn you, it is a very long album. 
It's like an hour and a half. So Shit. I found Blue myself. Blue like, yeah, Blue and Exile. Um, Blue and Exile. Yeah, Blue oh, and Miles. Exile. It's called Miles, based off. Uh, actually, the lead single to the album is Miles. Uh, the lead single, and, and that's how I got up on it. I, I listened to the. It popped up on my YouTube. And I was like, man, boy, this is new Blue and XL? Let me check this out. And I listened to it. I'm like, oh man, this is new. And the beat just, I mean, right, right away. It just it just gives you that 90s like lyricist lounge, but um, you know, raucous records type feel, man. It, it was it's a really, really good album. Big surprise um to land on my doorstep this year, man. And I told Ian, I said, man, this might be in my top three for the year. So like excellent album, uh, so whenever you get a chance, check that out. And um, have you? And I'm actually just. Uh, have you ever heard of Spitzwell? Spitzwell? I'm sorry, Spitzwell. Heard the name, but no, I've never checked out uh, any material. He's got an EP. From... He's got an EP with Bug Brown, man. I I'm gonna send you the link to it. Get your opinion on it. It's okay. short. It's only like five songs, but it's not bad. Uh, Bug Brown is a female rapper. Uh, she's actually, uh, she got that, you know, she got that Bahamadia type feel to her. Uh, really poetic rhymes. But other than that, I know Blue Brown. Blue Brown is dope. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's you a know decent what? I list. I did hear Spitzwell on the last Apollo Brown album. Okay. okay, okay. Yeah, so that's what I've been bumping. And that will uh, pretty much do it for our show. I want to thank Chris Steos, favor for a favor from both of us. We both was on the last <laughs> few Steos episodes. Chris was able to squeeze me into one of those episodes, so I appreciate that. Glad you was able to hop on today. And uh, hey, man, and we gotta keep this going, man. Yeah, man. I, uh, I thought, like I said, I thought we got canceled. <laughs> oh, we didn't get canceled, man. I just got. <laughs> Man, it's just hard, man. It's quarantine, man. It's just, it's hard to like get the house to yourself, <laughs> so you can pull off a nice, productive episode. Oh yeah, raw and uncut. So new episode of Sandhouse <laughs> dropping tonight. It is uh, it is currently Sunday. So I actually before I hopped on, I was in the lab. It's a little dated yes. because things happen very quickly, as Ian can attest to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um, you know, you'll still enjoy it. But it's dropping tonight, uh, Sunday night, and then obviously MVP is going to drop right after that. Yep. And also. We're filling uh, plates out here. <laughs> yeah. Vibes and stuff, too. Vibes and stuff, too, is back. So. Yeah, we'll be uh, back tomorrow out. night, man. We got, a, we got a special episode we plan on recording tomorrow night. Um, we starting a new bracket, man. It's gonna be epic. Best best hip hop album of the nineties. I got some I got some old heads that are gonna gonna tap in and it's gonna be all hands on deck, man. Sorry, sorry to certain people out there. Ain't gonna be no Kanye and no Lupe on this bracket, man. What what do you want me to say? <laughs> hey, it is what it is. It's your bracket. They can make their own. They gotta wait for the two thousand, <laughs> man. Right. Yeah, and they just wait for the two thousands. Right. And, uh, better yet, they don't even have to the, the chime in or listen to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> they just have to walk away with their feelings hurt. 
<laughs> so has 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 the bracket hit press yet? When you say press, you mean like like the preliminaries? I mean, it's it's all it's ready to roll. It's all set up. <sighs> There's one album that did not make it. I feel really should made have made it. You know what? I'm gonna just throw it out there. What album do y'all think should, should deserves a spot? The last spot on the bracket. UGK's Riding Dirty or Souls of Mischief '93 till Infinity. <sighs> You're gonna get a biased answer from me because I wasn't a huge UGK fan, even though I I respect their work. Um, I have listened to their work and I I appreciate what they've done. Uh, but Souls of Mischief, man, got a special place in my heart, so I'm, I'm gonna have to go Souls. But for the for but for the the Southern culture, I mean to represent the South, that is a good UGK album to put in there. That's a tough one, Ian. Man, I don't know, man. I've not decided it. yet because it's like the UGK, man. Like I listen to it, it's like man, it's amazing how well this album is aged. You know, um, yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, so it's a mischief. I ain't gonna say it didn't age well, but it sounds I, I, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I, I listen to it. If you listen to it now, it's like, okay, all right, I'm gonna I just put in some bizarre ride and call it, you know, I'd rather listen to Far Side after this. Like, it makes you want to listen to another artist from the 90s. You're not gonna stay with that. That's how I feel. Okay. So, oh, my. My ratchet style wants UGK, and my <laughs> my mellow hip hop style likes Souls of Mischief. Um, I rarely go with my ratchet side, so I do it this time. You gotta get UGK in there. Do you have any other UGK albums? No. Hey, yeah, throw UGK in there, man. But I got plenty of like alternative West Coast, you know groups in there. But, but so. you got, I mean, but UGK, and I got, you got to go UGK. That's a different breed. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, you're really just picking an album to lose, right? In the first yeah, round? Yeah, because it's going up against a monster. It would have to go up against a monster in the in the first round. Yeah, so. Okay, I got, a, yeah, I got another one for you then. Souls of Mischief '93, Till Infinity, or DMX's second album, Flesh of Flesh of My Flesh. Flesh of My Flesh. Well, let me see what was on DMX's second album. They all run together for me. Hmm. I'm just going off my original feelings on Flesh of My Flesh, and I, I, this is going to be an unpopular opinion coming, but. That album had to grow on me. I didn't like it upon first listen. I liked a oh, few so songs in the beginning, but it just didn't it didn't catch me. And then I had to one day I just had to sit down and dedicate to listen to this album. Like, man, let me give this album a chance. And I ended up liking it. But I think I was, you know, I had bought DMX first album, and I was just I love that album. I used to love that album so much, and I felt like. I felt like uh, Flesh of My Flesh production-wise was kind of lazy. I felt like Swiss Beats. He ruined that album. Production. 
on that album. Swiss Beats gets lazy. Yes. Yes. He got lazy on that album. He got lazy on that album. Like, every beat sounded the same. I'm not going to go as far as Ian and say he's not an all-time great. He's not. Oh, I ain't going to go that far, but... But, he gets lazy. But I, thought, I thought he was lazy, very lazy on Flesh. Name a year. Name a year. He's a Charles Barkley of producers. N- name a year he was he was the uh the best producer in the game. But you don't have to be be an all-time great. No, name a year, name one year, he was the top you could arguably say he was the top producer of that year. And I guarantee you, I'll name someone else who was who deserves the award that year. Ninety-eight? Uh, would you say ninety-eight was his best year? Between ninety-eight and ninety-nine, I would say he was definitely a go-to. Rizzo was putting out better stuff in ninety-eight, ninety-nine than Swiss that year. I can't argue with that, but I just feel like it was something about Swiss that attracted so many people to his his style. Everybody wanted his beat. And I felt like even it was a couple of times where like Noriega and, and Jay-Z would throw in a Swiss Beats track on their album and, the, and it has nothing to do. It was just like, why did you put this on here? Like, this is this oh, if a producer just, if, a, if a producer makes you feel that way. Is he really a top tier producer? Just because he has some hits? I'm just saying that I'm making that point to say that people, he did leave a stamp on hip hop that year because people were gravitating towards him to put his beats so on does, their album. So does Sir Mix a lot. So does Sir Mix a lot. <laughs> You're not going to convince me Swiss, that Swiss Beats is Swiss a top tier producer? left a bigger footprint on hip hop than Sir Mix a lot. Did he? Hey, real quick, that's Chris with the Stay House Podcast, Ian, Vibes and Stuff Podcast, I'm Rod, Magnificent Vibes Podcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. We'll see y'all on the next one. There is no team in the bubble that could score as easy as that team. I, 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 would you agree with that? Portland. A hundred percent. I don't know one team there's that no, could score There's easy. no team because Clay and Steph are not here. That backcourt, either one that can go off. Trent is playing like a man possessed. Nurchik is doing his thing. Camelo had 20 the last three games before tonight. And I haven't even got to Zach Collins and Whiteside yet. You got to go with matchups, but that team right there, they play zero defense. The one advantage they got, if they get to the Lakers, the Lakers can't score like that. And but they going at some point they, you're gonna have to play defense, Ernie. And what's the last part of defense, well, Kenny? Oh, rebound, rebound. Last again, part of defense is rebound. Again, you're wrong. McCullum played good defense to end the game. Second of all, Portland showed me a lot because with game going 51, 41, 61, the others didn't have a chance to shine. We knew they were going to take the ball out of their hands tonight, and they stepped up well tonight. Very proud of them. Nurkic, uh, 22. uh, McCullough, 25. Dame, 42. And then Gary Trent, 16. And Hassan, 16. That's all you need from the others. Yeah, yeah, but all all you're doing is talking about offense. 
This Brooklyn team. Offense wins championships. Defense wins championships. I've heard defense wins championships. It didn't help you in Phoenix when y'all was playing defense. That's Got to get a shot. One guy beat y'all. Paxson. First of all, that's what you don't even know what you're talking about. Another beat you. Another beat you. No, first of all, you don't even know what you're talking about. I do know what I'm talking about. I was there. I saw it. You weren't there. Other beat you. Others need to step up, Ernie, period. Ernie, defense is cool, but all What people don't know about that game, we lost that game defensively. We had. We, it was, they it was scored. a tie game and he hit a shot. No, it wasn't a tie game, fool. Pay attention. What was it? We had, what, we, had a, we had a six-point lead, and they scored seven straight points. I, I really don't want to talk about 1997. Yeah, because you know what? It was minus two, nine, three. I don't, I don't talk about 1992. Yeah, I'd rather talk about what's going on in 2020. You, 